Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the third episode of Do Much on Dirt. I am your host, Evan McCrory. Happy early New Year to everybody. Hope everybody had a great Christmas and uh, really looking forward to 2023. And uh, speaking of 2023, I am going to be covering the SCDRA and the Ultimate Super Late Model Series next year. And what better guest that in 2022 and to get into 2023 as the director of both those series? My guest today, Kelly Carlton. He does a bunch of other things in the racing world, dirt late model world. He's the secretary of the Dirt Late Model Hall of Fame. He's the owner of his own media company called Kelcar Motorsports Media, director of SCDRA, Ultimate, a bunch of other things. Anything I missed, Kelly? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, we, we do the Wild West shootout, getting ready to go out there right now to, to New Mexico for a few days. And uh, we do the, you know, the Gateway Dirt Nationals. Uh, we, we race direct to get gateway during nationals and uh that's kind of it that we we love being at the racetrack and uh doing race stuff so so we try to keep our you know try to keep busy with it yeah that that's one thing with me i have to stay busy i always have to be doing something that's why i'm trying to cover a bunch of different types of racing and travel out try to see talk to the drivers talk to the people involved in the sport and just uh stuff like that um how did you get your first like start in racing or like how like what was the first racetrack you went to or just something like that? Oh gosh. Way well, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh my my dad actually owned race cars and uh and was a sponsor. He owned a, a service station here in, in our little town and and uh he was a sponsor on some race cars and 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 then he he co-owned some race cars with some some of his friends and so uh I grew up uh, you know, I was probably, I think, 11 days old when I went to my first race uh, at uh, Confederate Motor Speedway here in Lutra, right. South Carolina. And um, I went my entire life there until it until it closed down. Um, I was probably, I don't know, eight or nine the first time it closed down. Yeah. Uh, but, but I went my entire life that way, and that's how I got connected uh, with racing and, and how I got introduced to it. Um, but you know, I, there was a time that I went away for, from racing for quite a while. I, you know, in high school, I was, uh, into wrestling and football and things like that and did all that stuff and then went to college. And so I, I, I was out of racing for quite a, a while, but, uh, one of my friends from school, from high school, um, we, he and I actually built a race car over in Simpsonville, South Carolina at Hawk Chassis. And uh, he raced it, and I, I crewed it, and uh, that's actually how I, I, for a few years, I I learned the ins and outs of, of crewing a car and, and taking care of dirt lake model stuff. Of course, when we started, it was leaf spring stuff, and then yeah. by the time we finished, it was it was the four link stuff that we use now. But uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of where it, where it all began was Confederate Motor Speedway. That's awesome. Uh, what track was that your buddy raced at when you're in high school? Uh, well, we raced at uh, Lawrence Speedway. Awesome. Uh, Lawrence, Lawrence, South Carolina, and then uh, we raced at you know a few racetracks around. Uh, we raced up at uh, Riverside Speedway and in, in up there in Travelers Rest, and then uh, Cherokee Speedway. Uh, especially the, the the last half of that that of our uh, deal together, we he was running crate stuff, six hundred four stuff, and mm-hmm. so we were at Cherokee and Thunder Valley up in Lawndale, North Carolina, and and places like that. We kind of traveled around quite a bit then, so. Um, I, but I had already started kind of working in racing in, in that last, in the last stint we were yeah. there. 
Okay. Uh, that track and Travelers Rest you're talking about, is that the same one that's still there today? No. Uh, the one that's there now, uh, Travelers Rest Speedway, is, is it used to be, that used to be Windy Hill Speedway many years ago, but uh, Riverside was actually over uh, right there in the mountain. They actually had built a golf course and, and other things in its place now, but uh, Walter Faulkner used to be the be the announcer there as well. I know okay. most people know Walter from, from Cherokee, but uh, he, yeah. he announced at Riverside until it closed. Um, it was a, it was a neat place. Uh, that's where I saw my first NDRA race. First time I ever met Mike Duvall was was at Riverside Speedway. That's awesome. Uh, it's really cool to hear your roots and how you started. I I live about how far am I from Confederate and Wentworth? I'm down in Columbia, so that's like an hour hour and a okay. half. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you said you wrestled in high school too. I did. I did too. I wrestled for three years, sophomore through senior year, up in North Carolina uh, on the Outer Banks. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I wrestled through, throughout high school and then in the college. Um, I went to Appalachian State University in, in Boone. Awesome. And, yeah, they, uh, they have a really good team these days, actually. Yeah, yeah I keep up with the, those guys and, and the football teams. Um, yep. Still, so, yeah. Uh, so, um, I want to first talk about the SCDRA freeze at Scriven we got coming up in February. Yeah. It's, uh, what is this, the 13th one, 14th? It'll be the 13th. Uh, it's the 13th. It, it just works out that way. That It's the 13th annual winter freeze, but it's also the 13th annual um, of this of this big money race for, for the front wheel drives. It didn't always, it wasn't always in the February uh, event. We moved it maybe six or seven years ago to the February race. It used to be in the November race oh, every okay. year. And uh, we moved it, like I said, I think it was six years ago that we moved it over. Um, and it's done very well in that February. Uh, it did very well both in in both places, but but it worked out better for for Red and us to to move it to that February event. Yeah, I I honestly don't know that much about Scriven. My first time going there is going to be for the freeze. Uh, anything special? Anything really cool about that track and the facilities? Yeah, I mean you know uh, we we do all the Red stuff there. Every time he runs a race, we're there um, and do all the you know on track stuff and and i've gotten kind of involved with with track prep and a lot of things there and uh he's just a business guy who loves who loves racing he's built this really neat place it's a, a three-eighths mile dirt track and it also has a, a you know an eighth mile drag strip over there uh that's on the same property he just is he's finishing up a quarter mile uh bull ring asphalt track that he's going to run like some small cars on things like that and he also has a what was a go-kart track that he's turning into a true quarter-mile dirt track that he's going to uh, use a little bit for some small cars, too. So he's got a lot of stuff going on on that one campus. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a very neat place, um, you know, it's, but it's, it's also a little bit old school. Uh, and, and they're very, 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 very well known for the concession stand. He does. Oh, a, yeah. Uh, Can't wait. <laughs> he does, yeah, he, he does a, you know, it's a full meal, meat and, meat and three-type meal that home-cooked stuff. He has some ladies that work in his – kitchen there and they they cook complete meals and uh it's really reasonably priced it's a great place it's just like a kind of home away from home for us and we're back uh just finishing talking about the freeze uh who who is the guy that's won it four times that he won it four times in a row and he's the first multi-time champion of the freeze that's andrew smith uh, okay. from brooklyn from, from brooklyn georgia 
Uh, he's a Andrew's a really talented race car driver. He actually drove some ARCA stuff and some asphalt late models and things like that. He, he's raced a lot of stuff over the years, but uh, man, he's he's won a lot of money from us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we we he actually did there was an article on him uh, a couple years ago, and um, I think it was Speed Sport or one of the national magazines. Um, and, and you know, at that time, he had won like I don't know, uh, close to a hundred. $120,000 racing these cars. And, um, you know, he, he's won several, I mean, he won like four or five races this year. So yeah, uh, he's certainly added to that total. He's, he's definitely the guy who's won the most money, uh, in the SCDRA stuff that, for sure. And, uh, he's, he's the only person that's ever won the championship more than once. Uh, so he, he he's a really talented guy. Scriven is, you know, kind of close to him. He gets around there really well, but, uh, you know, kind of, Andrew had a little bit of an advantage because he understood the cars a little better, but you know, some of these other guys have kind of started to catch up to him now as far as their understanding of the cars. And so it's, it's a lot more competitive now the last three or four years than it's ever been. Yeah. that That's awesome for the playing field to finally be evened up a little bit and make it more competitive and give him a challenge. <laughs> yeah. So you can give that money out to some other people. Yeah. And we keep getting guys coming in. That's the cool thing about it. You know, there's, there's more and more guys every year that, that kind of kind of join in. Although we've got a, a pretty good base of guys that we've had for several years now that that keep coming back and racing with us, which is really cool. Yeah, that that's awesome. I can't wait to see Andrew and see all the other guys and just really get a feel for them to be following them for the rest of the year after the freeze and really just acclimate myself with the series. Because I've been to a race here in where I see them. I saw them at I saw them at Sumter in twenty twenty one. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that's the only SCDRA race I've actually been to. I had a buddy that uh, he had a four cylinder that he ran or front wheel drive. He ran at can't think if he ran at Lakeview or County line or okay. one race around there. I can't think it was in 2021, but yeah, I just know he, he ran that one time. I think it was Lakeview, but yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on from SCDRA and uh, well, still going to stay with SCDRA for a schedule for next year. Um, I saw that uh, Little River got moved from the schedule back to TBD in October. Uh, any updates on Little River? I know they've been doing their full transition to the new people owning it and running it and stuff. Yeah, I, I actually just took the date off myself. Uh, I hadn't talked to Ronnie about it. He's just a, such a – he's very busy um, with his business. And uh, so the racetrack is, you know, it's obviously it's a hobby. And he's, he's done a ton, a ton of work to this thing and, and spent a lot of money on it. But, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure when he's going to be ready to go. But when he's ready, we'll make a date for him. And if it, it, it may happen to be that October. But I opened that up to try to give some options for Boyd's to move yeah. around if they needed to. And then uh, I have a couple, you know, like I, I do have a waiting list of racetracks that, that, are, that want dates. Um, and I just – you know, one of the things that we talked about in our our members meetings, and that, that's one of the unique things about our series is, is uh, I do let the drivers, the, the member drivers uh, have some say so in some of the things that we do and let them vote on things and things like that. And and one of the things that we felt like uh, was the, the best, worked best for them was to just race once a month. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously it's a working man series. These guys all have real jobs. Uh, nobody's doing it for a living. And uh, so <clears throat> they have to plan their trips, you know, very carefully and, and, you know, time off and things like that. So 
it, it works out good to do once a month, but, uh, I, but I want to make sure that I'm racing that once a month. And, uh, yeah. So we, we know we're, we're, you know, we also know that, uh, the king of the compacts is going to be in there. And obviously that's not a full points race, but most of mm -hmm. our guys end up going to that anyway, uh, at Florence Speedway. And we expect it to be about the yep. same time of, of year. Um, Josh usually decides his schedule sometime in January. And, and so we'll, we'll know that date here very soon. And, and, uh, I'm trying to get it all buttoned up and getting all the dates filled in. Uh, but, uh, it, it's a, it's a process. So much has changed this year. And, you know, even on the super side that, um, it's just been a, a difficult year getting, getting everything squared away. Now I imagine it has, this seems, uh, this year seems a lot later than most for a lot of the series and tracks getting their schedules completed and finalized and out to the public. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely the latest I've ever put out, uh, a super schedule in, you know, as long as I've been, even back when I did Southern all-stars, um, a thousand years ago, uh, <laughs> It, I, I, you know, always by PRI, I always had my, my schedule out by PRI. Yeah. And I, and, and in truth, I had the schedule ready at PRI, but a lot of things had to change, you know, things happened, you know, world of outlaws changed the date at Boyd's and had to mm -hmm. have, they could only do a certain date at Boyd's just like, you know, that, that uh, changed our, our SEDRA as well as the super date. So it's, Okay. A lot of scrambling around, a lot of moving around, and and uh, it's just the landscape is so cluttered right now with you know it's it, the you know the sport's very saturated. Yes, <laughs> in, I in, I, in, I agree. It, it can be very overwhelming, like trying to keep up. It's like, okay, where's where's Outlaws? Where's Lucas? Where's Ultimate? Where's Clash? Where's the new Hunt the Front series? Where's the Flow uh, Flow Night in America? Where's all where where's everything? And right. um, the only thing I do like about the World of Outlaw Sprint cars is when you see those certain group of drivers, I know this has been a whole topic for them this year especially, but when you see a Brad Sweet or you see a Donnie Shots or that, you know that's World of Outlaw Sprint car race. It's right. very hard. You can't do that anymore in late models. And it's right. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing about this the regional stuff that we do is uh, we we share drivers and and you have to be very smart about scheduling and trying to figure out you know when you can race and somebody else isn't racing because you know you don't want to take the promoter of you know 10 cars and and yeah ex expect him to be happy about it so uh and, and this year's going it's going to be nearly uh, you know i know that carolina clash and i are, are we're we butt heads on some dates and that's just yeah it's unfortunate, but right now it's just the landscape we live in um, here here in, in 2023. <laughs> about there. We're about in 2023. Yeah. Now, um, so uh, is there uh, any idea when the ultimate schedule will be out? Um, our banquet is set for January the 28th, I believe it is, which is the, the last Saturday of, of the month. So I anticipate we'll either release it there or, or the day, you know, a couple of days after that. Okay. Okay. So late January, early February. Yeah. That's just a, again, it's, it's more about trying to see where we can fit things in and, and uh, promoters obviously are doing the same thing at every racetrack around. You yeah. know, I had, uh, you know, when it was ready to go there for PRI, I had like 22 dates ready to go set on, 
set on kill there and, and then you know again it's like a bomb exploded you have to switch around and Mm. move and things like that but uh but it's okay we're gonna get through it and uh still gonna be a great know, season absolutely you know and that's the that's the cool thing uh you, you talked earlier about doing so many things you know, i do the play racing night in america stuff too and and uh fortunately all that stuff during the midweek and it doesn't have a whole lot of whole lot of things to compete with so mm-hmm. that schedule's a lot easier to build than than this thing that we're doing with the with with the ultimate but it's also tough too. So, uh, you know, again, it's uh, we're very fortunate that we are where we are with with you know the amount of money that's out there right now, and everybody seems to be being successful when they're having these events. Uh, but you know, there are there is definitely some concern about uh, you know some diminished value and in, in regional yeah. events and things like that. That there, there's definitely some concern in that. For you know, Joshua Joyner and I talked the other day about the mm. same thing, and at the uh, Hunter Front, and and uh, we both have that same concern that you know what, what how much longer before that is that balloon going to explode? Or just finishing up here talking with Kelly about uh, the oversaturation of a bunch of the super late model series. Like he was talking to Joshua Joyner with the uh, Joiners Hunter Front about talking about. The, this is a balloon that's just going to keep inflating. There's going to be too much, and then something might have to break if everything just keeps getting diminished, the value of everything. Right, Kelly? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. It, I mean, I hope that it doesn't happen, you know, and I hope if it does hope it happen, I hope that, you know, there, that all the drivers and, and race teams come out okay and promoters come out okay of it. But uh, we'll just have to see, you know. We can't predict the future, and uh, – just kind of have to ride the wave and you know we've been through stuff like that before you know 2007 2008 when when the economy was mm-hmm. such a tank so bad you know that i was with southern all-stars at that time and um it, it was a really bad time there in fact it eventually led me to to leave in 2010 the end of 2010 it was just it was too hard to to schedule and you know it, we had diminished the value of the product a bit we were we weren't able at one point on the Southern All Stars. We it was all races were five thousand to win or above, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and nobody wanted to do that. So we were back to going to three thousand and four thousand to win races, and and that just made it tough. And and uh, you know, again, I, I digress on that. It's just I just hope we don't get to that point again. Yeah, I hope I hope we don't either because it's great for these fans to have so much in front of them, but. The saturating part for the fans is it kind of spreads the fan thin, and especially with the the price of a dollar just certain being spread wider and wider, just all over everything people have to spend money on. It kind of makes it tough on the fans to pick and choose what they want to go see or what streaming service they pay to watch, see certain races. It, it just makes it difficult on everybody from the top down, I feel like. I'm sorry, you cut out there. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, I don't know if that was on my end or I was just I was just talking about how uh, from the top down, the fans with their dollar being uh, spread thinner, that makes it difficult for the fans to choose what they want to go see in person or streaming or how they spend. They people have to choose to spend their money tight more tightly. Oh, absolutely. You know, there's definitely a trickle down effect, and people will do less and. And, and that's going to affect everybody's bottom line. Uh, definitely. 
so you said you were at Gateway. Na- uh, you help run the Gateway Nationals, and you're going to be at the Wild West Shootout in what was it? A couple of days. Uh, what's the first uh, day? next week? Oh, yeah, we start, next, next weekend, a week from tonight. A week from tonight. Awesome. So, uh, what's your experience been like helping with the, all the flow racing big events like the Shootout and Gateway Nationals? Well, I started Wild West Shootout. Uh, actually, uh, the first time I did it was 2014 uh, when the NDRL. Uh, started up and uh, I was actually was hired to be the series director for that so we did we did all that stuff in Tucson uh, but I've been doing it with uh, the current group which is uh, Chris Kearns and, and uh, mm-hmm. Matt Curl and, and, and Michael Rigsby I've been doing it with that group since 2016 and uh, 2017 I'm sorry and uh, man it's been a blast out there just a, a different you know more like a racing vacation uh, kind of get away from home a little bit and then you have some days yeah. off where you can do some things and explore and, and see some different parts of the country and that kind of thing. That, that, uh, so neat. like that uh, out there because doing what you do, you don't make it out that, that way that much besides that. Right. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. That's, that's as far West as I'd ever been pretty much <laughs> was that, was that Arizona deal. And now we're in New Mexico and uh, it's a neat place as well. A little cooler, obviously but uh it's still it's a very neat place there's so much to do there and uh, you just have to it's a little different from from being in arizona because everything that was right on top of us there so kind of have to look for it in new mexico but there's a lot to do a lot to see uh some interesting parts of the the world out there but but very neat and uh really really appreciate those guys they they've been very good to me and same thing you know the the floration night in america stuff you know michael rigsby asked me to do that as soon as it started and it's been a great thing we've really enjoyed you know my my buddy my best friend out and uh, he works with me and he and i travel together and sometimes ray cook travels with us as well but mm-hmm. you know traveling out to iowa and we drive because we take the series trailer out you know and uh, yeah driving out to iowa and illinois from all the way over here on the east coast it's, it's been a lot of fun we've enjoyed it you know I can see where drivers get get a little tired of windshield time sometimes, but uh, yeah, when, when you've been up eight or twelve hours driving, it, it can get a little tough. But uh, that that's been a lot of fun, you know. And uh, the Gateway Dirt Nationals obviously uh, is is a really cool event as well. But it's you know up until this year was probably the least stressful year I've ever had there um, as the race director. But um, which I owe a lot of that to. to to my buddy Travis Scott, who goes with me and helps me, and he co-race directs with me. Uh, but the racetrack was a lot better this year. We had a lot less, except for one day, we had a lot less uh, carnage and, and and things. So the racing was better, and it, it made it a lot easier on us. We weren't quite as stressed out as we normally are. So, uh, but that's been a lot of fun. Cody's been great to work with uh, from, since the beginning. You know, we started out. We've done it since year one. And uh, all my guys that work for me, I'll, I'll handle the tech and lineup and all that stuff too. Um, pretty neat. I actually, my, my list has kind of grown. I've got guys in Illinois now and uh, in Missouri that, that actually helped me out. Like I have a couple of guys coming from Missouri to the Wild West Shootout to help that normally help me on the uh, gateway deal. And then uh, same thing, uh, there's like a couple of guys from Illinois that'll be there as well helping out. So it, it's it's really neat being able to make a lot of new friends and and uh, have a lot of new experiences with those guys that are out there. Yeah, that that's one of my favorite things about it. Just the people you meet along the way and the relationships that get built through that. Uh, oh, I, for sure, can't beat it. 
Yeah, for sure, man. It's a, it really is one big family. You know, you see all the, when people have a problem or something, uh, they all work together. You know, people always kind of step up and step forward to, to help out. Yep. Uh, going back to gateway, uh, whose fault was it? Uh, Tyler or Hudson? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't get into fault. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> uh, racing. That was just a, a racing program. You know, they, but they both could have avoided it. And, uh, yeah. but they, you know, they both were are very aggressive race car drivers and were trying to, you know, they were thinking about winning $30,000. So yes, it's, they were. Uh, it's hard to, uh, hard to, to really put blame on either. Um, I understand Hudson being, upset and uh mean squeezed uh, like that yeah i understand him being I upset, but also I, I hate that he that he chose to to retaliate like that and cost himself an opportunity i believe he could have uh and you know i don't know if they would have been able to continue either way but you know yeah. he cost himself a pretty good opportunity if he could have yeah i yeah it, it's entertaining from the fan perspective and when you look at kind of people that are in it and directed and stuff like that and it's just a completely different perspective that people don't see that you just you hate that things end up that way and you don't like certain types of publicity like that because i don't know for you you don't know if that makes uh, the racing feel bad or put a negative connotation over your event or something like that but it the gateway this year was incredible i loved the entire event i watched every single day the track was the best I've ever seen at Gateway, and you guys just put on an amazing event. Yeah, it was really good. You know, uh, Cody took a lot more active involvement in, in as far as track prep this year, and and Kevin and those have always done a good job. But he just had uh, Cody had kind of a vision of what he wanted it to be, and I, I think they really achieved it. And and it was really good up until Saturday. You know, it, we didn't have really have any real the track really didn't get rough at all until saturday yeah and you know and then it was later in the events when it when it was getting rough but you know and it's it's just the the nature of that that dirt that we have to use you know which a lot of people don't understand why we don't use different dirt it's it's regulated by the dome it's the dirt we have to use that okay has been approved it's been approved uh you know if it gets in their hvac system it doesn't cause a problem because you know we're in a building we yeah we, we keep forgetting that, that we're inside a building that has um you know heat ventilation and air conditioning and you, you have to be cognizant of all that stuff and and they but this is the same dirt that they use for like supercross and monster truck and things mm -hmm. like that and and we're taking it and, and building a racetrack with it so uh you know they they the guys that build the racetrack did a really good job this year they got it you know compacted really well it was kind of hard, but just that little bit on top was, was enough to, uh, they could break up just that first couple of inches of it. So it made it really racy this year. And uh, man, they just did a spectacular job. I, I can't say enough how impressed I was in this year with how the, how the racetrack held up. And like you said, you know, the racing was as good as it's ever, or better than it's ever been. So I, that, and that's what you want, you know, that's all yeah. that we, we all have, we all want is, to make sure at the end of the day we're putting on a really good product for those fans because those are some amazingly uh enthusiastic fans that are that are there you know when the, the kenny wallace stuff happened that place was <laughs> i mean it was it was ear splittingly loud inside when i mean you could hear these fans over these race cars on the racetrack when he made that pass so it was a it was a and it was a great experience i mean you know we've had so many moments there like that um, uh, it, it really is special, and and I hope people will understand that. I hope that they don't ever get tired of, of how it, it is really a special event. 
It, it really is. They did go insane when old Herm made it to the A-Main. <laughs> yeah, it was a great night. Yeah, he's a popular. He's obviously popular. It's, it's Kenny Wallace, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Winding it down here, what uh, what is one racing moment that's happened during your lifetime that you weren't there for that you wish you were in person and was there to experience? Oh gosh, um, you know, I, I made no mistake or made no secret of the fact that you know, I, I grew up as a Billy Moyer fan and and idolized Billy. I thought he was the the guy who did it the right way and, and was really good no matter where he was at, that kind of thing. I really would have liked to have been there when he won his, his uh, 100th Summer Nationals race. That was kind of neat. I was watching it. Uh, my buddy Ruben called that race, and I was watching it Love when he won it. it. And that was, that was, that was pretty neat. Uh, that was something I probably would have liked to have witnessed because it was a pretty good race too. Um, that's, that's probably the one that sticks out in my mind the most. You know, I, I mean – I think about things like, uh, you know, some some of the old school stuff that I that I was alive for, but that I, I wasn't really into the, you know, uh, Jim Dunn winning the World, mm-hmm. Track World Championship. That's and, the one I was and, thinking. Uh, yeah, that that was a big deal, you know. And my, Mike Duvall winning the World 100. You know, yep. I mean, to this day, still technically the only guy from South Carolina who's won the World 100. So that was kind of a big deal for me from from a hometown or from a home state perspective. Yeah, um, that, that he's won it, and and te- technically, technically, Jonathan Davenport lives in South Carolina now. They still say he's from Georgia, but he lives in South Carolina. The, the dirty dollar is in South Carolina, so, <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna claim I'm gonna claim him as the second one. I, and I keep thinking Chris well, Madden is gonna get one eventually too. He will. Yeah, I really I would really love to see Smokey get one. I don't know. Maybe Ross Bell's will pull something out. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> very well could be ross is a very talented guy that i've I've known him for a, a really long since he was a teenager mm-hmm. um i just thought of another question while i was thinking of it well, okay. uh, hmm. if you had to bring back one uh abandoned racetrack in north or south carolina preferably dirt which one would it be north or south carolina you said it could be either yeah it could be either it could be okay in- um gosh uh south carolina would probably be confederate just because that's yep. where i grew up and started um i love that place um uh, i loved riverside too again a lot of memories there with, with the ndra race so it would be between those two i guess in, in the carolinas um if i had an opportunity to bring back any track in, in the world it would it'd be cleveland speedway in cleveland tennessee mm. um, i spent a lot of time there and, and learned a lot of the racing business there from bj parker over the years i worked for southern all-stars from from 99 to 2010 and uh, worked for bj and and uh so i saw a bunch of races at cleveland speedway because uh, we raced there three or four times a year every year uh so and, and i just love that place i have so many memories of great events and and so many of the 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 best races i ever saw were there uh just just happened to be there you know what i'm saying Mm-hmm. No, it's a shame I never got to make it the Confederate. Obviously, I've seen the YouTube video, uh, YouTuber Slap Shoes made on it about a year and a half ago. Yeah, it, really good. I saw that. It, it was pretty good. Uh, he had some of the stuff a little bit wrong, but that's just you know that it's hard to get when you start trying to go back and get history that that mm-hmm. everybody remembers it a little differently. Obviously, 
Okay. But it's a it's a neat deal. Actually, if somewhere on on my Facebook somewhere about I don't know eight or nine years ago, I actually went in there and walked around and took some pictures and things of of some old you know some of the stuff that's still there and could you know some of the pictures of of where the racetrack used to be and things like that. It, it's uh it's a shame you know that that all you know progress progress killed that racetrack next door neighbors didn't like the noise and uh, mm. they they made sure that uh that it closed and would never open again such a shame yeah uh one other thing i just thought about have you heard anything about the progress of them uh creating the track down in orangeburg on the same property as the drag strip um i I had heard some inklings about that, um, and, and that it, that it was coming to fruition. But, but as I know it's very, very early in into where the, you know, I, I think they have the layout and maybe have it laid out and maybe have even moved dirt. But a uh, long way to go, I think, from my, what I understood. Uh, that's about all that I'd heard about it. Okay, because I just remember seeing. Cole Perkins posts some drone footage of the area and it looked like they kind of had it laid out, but it didn't really like they dug in, like started any construction or moving any, any earth. Yeah. Well, Cole's the man in the know. He, he knows all about that area. He's a, I think he lives in Charleston area, but he, he, he keeps his, he keeps his hands and fingers on the, the pulse of everything happening down there. Okay. Well, um, you have any questions for me or anything, uh, anything else you want to talk about? No, I, I appreciate you having me on. I think uh, I'm excited to have, you know, another somebody that's, that's following our program. You know, these SCDRA guys uh, mean a lot to me. I've been a, a Dirt Lake Mama guy all my life, obviously, but uh, these guys have really grown on me and, and made me, you know, fall in love with their racing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're a great bunch. They, uh, they're they very much like a family. They help each other out, even if they're fussing and fighting a lot of times. They're, yeah. Uh, they're helping each other out and and uh they they take a lot of pride in in uh and being a part of our program too i think and uh so i'm excited to you know be able to give them something back we we looked at it as a way to try to get some young folks to come come into the racing world and try to keep our our sport alive you know because kids can relate to what a honda accord looks like and mm-hmm. you know and and because they probably rode in one to school or you know, maybe even drove one to school. So, um, and, and you know, obviously with the the advent of uh, those move the Fast and Furious movies with all the mm-hmm. stuff, and all, all the that, JM and, stuff. Yeah, I mean, all that stuff is um, you know, uh, all our guys, you know, all of them have tuned computers in their cars and things like that. So, you know, I, I hope that that interest will keep bringing a few of the younger folks into it and give them something else to look at because you know a lot of us V eight motorheads aren't around or getting older and mm-hmm. uh, we got to have we got to have some new blood coming in so you know i'm excited about that program it's i'm you know this is uh this is going to be a, a great year for us i'm excited you know our northeast sister series up there is doing really well as well so uh we're going to go to obviously we're going to a new track in tri-county this year uh, which i think will be interesting it's a a bull ring so yeah the the, the big motor stuff the guys that have the big motor stuff are going to not not be able to use that as much, so it'll be a lot more driver involved. And uh, I think it'll be a good race. I appreciate Ray having us. He obviously he and I have become really uh, good friends with the through the Castrol Flow stuff that we do together. And 
and he was all about wanting to do this. So uh, I'm excited about going there. Yeah, I would love to make it to Tri County, but that that's a down here in Columbia that ends up being like a four and a half five hour drive because so yeah, they tucked in the mountains. Yeah, it's a haul for sure. Um, it is, and it is back in. There's no no easy way to get there, and there's no straight way to get there. You got to go through a lot of turns, a lot of curves, um, right through those mountains. But uh, yeah, it's going to be neat. Uh, I believe our whole season is going to be neat, and I'm hoping to, like I said, finish up that that schedule very very soon. And so those guys can, you know, I got to get that out for them so they can make plans as soon as possible. Uh, so it, just uh, be on the lookout for that. Everybody check our websites out, scdra.net, uh, ultimatesupers.com. Um, you see all that stuff. If you need to learn something or know something about the winter freeze, you can go to scrubbingmotorspeedway.net. Or a lot of the information is also on our SCDRA uh, website, as well as, you know, our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We've got all that stuff. Awesome. It's been it's been really cool talking to you, Kelly, and uh, I hope to get you on the podcast down the road later in the season, talk to you in, your per, uh, in person at Screvin or some of the other events I'll be around to, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on. All right, Evan. Well, thanks for having me. Anything I can do for you, please let me know. I will. Yes, sir. Uh, Kelly Carlton here on Doing What You On Dirt. I hope you guys have a great new year, and I'll see you guys in 2023. Peace.